Good evening, and welcome back to the Daily Bible Reading Show. I'll be looking at Psalm 68. So uh, it's kind of long, so I don't think I'll look at the entire thing. Maybe I'll just look at half of it and just give the big picture from Psalm 68. Uh, but this is how it begins. For the director of music of David, a psalm and a song. Verse 1, may God arise. May his enemies be scattered. May his foes flee before him. As smoke is blown away by the wind, may you blow them away, his enemies. As wax melts before the fire, may the wicked perish before God. But may the righteous be glad and rejoice before God and may they be happy and joyful. Um, it is worth mentioning this, um, that verse one is almost word for word, a quote from the end of Numbers chapter 10. And that's important because Numbers chapter 10 is when the people of God set out from Mount Sinai, you know, where Moses received the 10 commandments, that mountain of God, and they start processing towards the promised land. So this is the beginning of the journey towards the promised land, going through the desert for 40 years, <laughs> but it begins with praise. You know, may God arise and may all his enemies be scattered. Talking about how God goes ahead of them and God defeats all the enemies on behalf of Israel. Verse four, sing to God, sing praise to his name, extol him who rides on the clouds. His name is the Lord and rejoice before him. It's almost a command. What are the Israelites supposed to do as they process, as they follow God, as he leads them into the promised land? They have to praise him every step of the way. Verse five, a father to the fatherless, a defender of widows is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads forth the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in sun scorched land. And what's interesting here is the description of the Israelites as fatherless, as lonely, and as prisoners. You know, that's, that's what they were. You know, they were slaves, but God brought them into his family. They were prisoners, but God freed them into his kingdom. And God is leading them with singing into his holy dwelling. He reminds them of their lowly state, but also of God's tremendous blessing in gathering them as his people. Verse seven, when you went out before your people, O God, when you marched through the wasteland, the earth shook, the heavens poured down rain before God, the one of Sinai before God, the God of Israel. You gave abundant showers, O God. You refreshed your weary inheritance. Your people settled in it. And from your bounty, O God, you provided for the poor. Now this is talking about God's provision, you know, abundant rain, imagine a thunderstorm. You gave abundant showers. But it's also describing, you know, how abundant this land will be that he's going to give them as this destination. That's why he talks about this weary inheritance, you know, people settling in this inheritance. He's going to give them a home that's going to provide for them abundantly as, you know, in terms of food, in terms of prosperity, but also it comes from God's generosity in providing for his people. Verse 11, the Lord announced the word and great was the company of those who proclaimed it. 
proclaiming this almost like gospel. Kings and armies flee in haste, and the camps men divide the plunder, even while you sleep among the campfires. Just looking at the uh, at the footnotes, um, kind of noticed, not sure what the footnotes, or saddlebags, not sure. Even if they sleep among the saddlebags, the wings of my dove are sheathed with silver, its feathers with shining gold. When the Almighty scattered the kings in the land, it was like snow fallen on Zalmon. So talking about how again God leading a procession, but through enemy territory. And as they head through, you know, the desert crossing borders, they meet all these enemy nations, enemy kings, God fights them off on their behalf. You know, it's not as if they fought the battles. I think that's where the people sleeping in campfires, some people were maybe lazy. They didn't want to fight the fight. But in the end, it was God, God fighting off all these kings on their behalf, kings and armies flee in haste. And then verse 14, the Almighty scattered the kings. But it does say an important role that we are supposed to do as God's people. It's not so much the fighting, but the proclaiming. In verse 11, the Lord announced the word and the great company we proclaimed that word. We proclaim that God is our king. And it's almost as if God uses that word to then defeat his enemies. Again, a foreshadowing of that gospel. Verse 15, I think uh, we might stop at this, uh, this paragraph. Verse 15, the mountains of Bashan are majestic mountains. Rugged are the mountains of Bashan. Mentions Bashan twice because Bashan were these amazing, impressive mountain ranges, but to the north of Israel. You see, uh, the mountain that God chose to be his capital, where he would plant his people and build his temple was to the south. And it's almost saying all these mountains to the north, wow, there are so many, so many more mountains, so many more impressive mountains, but God chose this other mountain to the south. And verse 16, why gaze in envy, O rugged mountains, at the mountain where God chose to reign, where the Lord himself will dwell forever. It's almost as if all these mountains are jealous of this mountain that God has chosen. Verse 17, the chariots of God are tens of thousands and thousands of thousands, you know, lots, lots of procession. You imagine this long, long tens of thousands chariots following God. And the Lord has come from Sinai into his sanctuary. The final destination of God's people is not just this land with a abundant provision as we saw earlier on, but actually to this place of worship where they can finally dwell with God and give him glory and praise and worship into his sanctuary. So it's from one mountain, Mount Sinai, to another mountain, Mount Zion. Verse 18, when you ascended on high, going up this mountain, you led captives in your train and you received gifts from men, even from the rebellious, that you, O Lord God, might dwell there. Now, those of you who know your New Testaments will, will find this very familiar because Paul quotes this in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 7. When he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. Here, talking about Jesus, his ascension not to a mountain, but ascension from the cross when he rose from the dead. And here it's talking about how Jesus, when he ascended, he gave these gifts of these men. He gave these people whom Paul would later on describe as apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers to prepare God's 
people for works of service. These gifts are people whom God blesses with his church so that they might grow in praise and worship of him. So here it's again, the big picture again of this Psalm, God leading his people into worship of praise. And the way that he does this, is he leads them all the way through the enemy territory, fighting their battles, leads them all the way, pointing forward to this abundant blessing, this destination, this promised land. But finally, he leads them into this one place called the sanctuary, this place of worship. And behind him are, verse 18, captives, these prisoners, these lowly people. Prisoners, you may think of people in jumpsuits, but these prisoners, Paul says, are then people who are like pastors and missionaries whom then he gives as gifts to his church so that they will continue growing in praise and in the knowledge of him. The big picture of this Psalm is how God is always leading us. God is always leading us and calling us to praise him. And he enables that praise by fighting off the enemy on our behalf. This is Jesus defeating death and taking our sin upon himself, but also enabling us to praise him through his word, through the word of the gospel and teaching us, you know, through the pastors and missionaries he gives us as gifts so that we might grow in this knowledge of God and praise him as our God and as our savior through the Lord Jesus Christ. So yeah, last verse of Psalm 68 is praise be to God. This is Psalm 68, um, yeah, late night edition of the daily Bible reading show. I'm going to sleep right after this. Take care. God bless tomorrow is Sunday. I hope it's a good one for you. Take care. Bye.